Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Breaking Prisms, where we go over, review, discuss Black Mirror and The Twilight Zone. Today will be The Twilight Zone, Episode 6. Oh, by the way, it is also Tuesday, November 6th. I'm so proud of you. Uh, the name of this episode is Escape Clause. And I thought I was going to enjoy it. Well, yeah, it being the basis was immortality. I figured you would, too. But... It's like, oh, it's dealing with the devil and immortality. This sounds really interesting. Not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. Well, let's get into it and <laughs> figure out why. Because Mr... Uh, what? Walter, what is it, Bettiger? Bettiger, that's, Bettiger. How, you, that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. It. I wrote it down because it has subtitles. <laughs> I had it down. I have it as B-Tiger with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked at the subtitles spelled oh, in a certain okay. way. okay, okay. Because I watch stuff with the subtitles on. How does it actually spell it? Oh, B-E-D-E-K-E-R. Bettiger. I thought it was Bettiger. So, Bettiger. Mr. Bettiger. Starts off with him just being a douche. Yeah. Walter Bettiger... Age 46. I didn't write that down. No. But, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a hypochondriac. And a douchebag. And a douchebag. He's, he's a major tool. Oh, my goodness. Not only is he the worst kind of hypochondriac where it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm dying. Why don't you care? I could die any minute. Like, this is going to kill me. I'm just laying on my deathbed. But also... He's a dick to the doctor. He's a dick to his wife. He's just... We assume that's his wife, right? I would assume so. That was my natural assumption, but it never treated yes. her as though she was a wife? Yes, it is, because eventually, when we get later on, he, when he calls the police... Does he, he say... Says, oh, did yes, he actually yes, use wife? Yep. Yes, he does. <sighs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I was wondering more earlier, Ethel, and I'm like, is that his wife? Yeah. Is it? Because they don't... Well, uh, yeah. One of my notes is like, why does she stay with him? Why? He's not a good person, not a nice person, not anything. He's just a, just a We can douche. say that for a lot of relationships. That why do they stay? Why? And obviously we know she cares about him because like even when they leave the room, she talks to the doctor. She's like, no, what's really wrong with him? Like, please, please tell me what's wrong with him. And then he's, he was like... Nothing's wrong with him. He's probably the healthiest patient I have. But you, you look pretty run down. And it, you wonder, like, <laughs> you think? Um, but no, one of the things uh, was in the narration that I did kind of like was that being that he was a hypochondriac, the narrator said, like, and he often, or he lives in a world where... Uh, he says something, but he ends it with, how will it survive without him? <laughs> Meaning that the uh, the narrator is pretty much depicting him as, he's the hypochondriac that's like, oh my goodness, I'm sick, I'm dying. But at the same time, he's thinking, oh, if I die, how will the world live without me? So he's that kind of tool. Yeah, so yeah, he's a douche to the doctor. The doctor tells him yeah. nothing's wrong. He walks out. One of the little lines I wrote down, because I just really liked it. As she was out there talking to the doctor, he's like, uh, there's a, there's a draft in here. And I, I feel a coma coming on. <laughs> like, a small draft, and you're going to just fall into a coma. Yes, I literally wrote down overdramatic much. <laughs> smidge, like, smidge. And when she goes back in there, the window's cracked an inch or two. Yes. 
I love his little scarf. He has like a he has a scarf that he keeps around his neck, but he had it over his head like an old lady. You you swear he was on his deathbed. Yeah, because he like was literally laying there, and he's just like, oh, oh, like I'm dying here, and nobody cares. And the thing is, is that uh, he calls her a whispering woman. Yes. He's a, she's like, she's literally talking the same thing, like, same level. She's like, he's like, there you go, whispering again. Like, <laughs> no one, doctor, you know what's, you want to know what's wrong with me? He's like, look at there. And oh, I'm she like, just can't wait for me to die. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the, what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's. He's like 10 shades of, oh my goodness. Yeah, he's not, a, he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Will say he reacts a better than good old Lou, Lou. did when the <laughs> devil shows up. Well, Lou met a grim reaper, and this, yeah, guy, this guy flat out met the devil, and he was still like, hey. Yeah. I mean, he didn't act, like, horribly surprised. Yeah. He, but he still, he, he was more surprised than Lou ever yes. was. Lou was like, can I sell you something? Or Please. Well, what what you doing? Like, and also interesting that the grim reaper... And the devil, both depicted these, look like normal guys. And wearing suits. Wearing suits. Normal fellows wearing suits. Um, uh, the devil refers to himself as... Whoo, big name here. I can't... I Cadwallader? Cadwallader, yeah. Cadwallader? Yeah. It was in the... Ked, this, Ked, yeah, Cadwallader. Yeah, I don't know. It's a big word. Like, that's an interesting name, buddy. But he's like... But that's the I did like I I liked the devil in this one. I liked him, yeah. Yeah, he was the great acting, and he's like, but at least that's the name I choose today. Like he, yeah. Um, very smooth, very mischievous. Meanwhile, you know our derpy doodah day boy over there. (laughs) Bedeker. Yeah, he just. Everything about him bothered me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I didn't like him and outs through this entire episode. Not um, even a little bit. No. Um, I kind of just wish he would have just fell out the window. <laughs> but, because that was another thing, is he was, obviously, not only was it the fact that there was a chill coming through the window, but another thing that bothered him was this, like, the smog. Something was coming, going to come through the window and get him. Like, 9,300 and whatever germs yes. per cubic inch of yes. air or something. Yes. Like, oh my lord. Yes, this guy was pretty serious. Um, <gasps> and that, like, when the doctor actually gave the woman the vitamins and stuff and she came back in, he, like, takes the paper from her and is like, uh, gets me these prescriptions and stuff like that. It like, says nothing's wrong with him. He still gives me the prescription for... Yeah, and she for these vitamins. And then he's like, what a quack. And she's like, actually, those, you're fine. Those vitamins are for me. For me! me. Just, he flips out. <laughs> like, so no one cares about me. They, they're just going to let me die while you go get vitamins. Like, oh my goodness, die. Just, just please die. Just... <laughs> I'm voting for this guy to drop off a cliff right now. But, um, so, what was it? When the devil first appears and everything, before he does, uh, I, I almost called him Lou, Walter is pretty much just laying in his bed, and he's like, 
he keeps saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, but at the same time, he keeps flipping back and forth by, why must humans die? Like, literally... Yes, he, he goes on this speech yes. to Ethel about why do humans have to die? Why can't we live a couple hundred years? And- yeah, like, what's a what's hundred years or whatever? And then, of course, she leaves him alone because she's pretty much like... Oh, so so you're just leaving me to die here? And she's like, no, I'm leaving so that you can rest. And he's like, mm-hmm, sure, just go. So she shuts the door, and that's when he's like, what's it, you know, 100 years? And then you just hear a voice out of nowhere where he's mm-hmm. like, 500, what's 1,000 years? And he's like... He doesn't react at first. No, he just keeps going on his tangent, and you're just like... <laughs> and the devil appears, and... He's a little shocked to see this guy. A little. Now, still not as disturbed as I would be. Yeah. Someone magically appeared in my room. But a little. I think he does ask him, like, how did you get in here? Which is uh, more than Lou said. Again, he, he was better than Lou. But eventually he's like, you're the devil, yes. aren't you? Well, yeah. Because uh, he starts, he's like, you know, you seem like a bargaining man. And then you're just like, oh my god. Because he starts, sits there and talks about, like, how he's like, well, you have something that I, or I have something that you want, and you have something that I want, and he's like, well, what do, what do you have that I want? And he's like, something major, something. He makes this grand thing yes. out of it, and then he's like, what do I have what you want? He's yes. like, just this little bitty teensy weensy thing, minuscule. You won't even notice that it's gone. Exactly. And so it's like, well. I have immortality for you, pretty much. And, okay, so what do you want from me, then? It's like, oh, just, you know, a part of you. Just a part, a little part you won't even know is gone. A little, I forgot what he says. Like, it's just, uh, just, he says something, like a something of you. It's just like a, like a pinch of you, pretty much. And it's like, I think that's a little more than a pinch. Like, it's <laughs> corn. What you think of a soul? <laughs> but anyways, you're. I'm pretty sure that's when he was like, because he's like, I just want your soul, and then he's like, so you're the devil. <laughs> uh, he believes he's the devil really easily. Yeah. We get this little speech, and oh, you're the devil, and just perfectly goes with it. At least Lou didn't believe he was the Grim Reaper. Yeah. He had to kill a flower to prove it. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> devil does nothing to prove it. No, he's the devil. He's cool. Um, nope. He he, but he he seems to really like this idea of the immortality thing. He's like pretty much, and I'll even tack on, you know, indestructibility. Exactly. And then they they start bargaining a little bit, and then uh, Mr. Betterick Betterker hears like, but, but how I look <laughs> now? I don't look like a shriveled prune. Yeah. It's like, oh, you drive a hard bargain. Oh, God. But you like, practically look exactly the same. Yeah. He's like, I'll pretty, he pretty much like, I'll slide it in that, you know, whatever changes may happen to you are so minuscule you won't even notice. And it's like, hmm. Oh, God. And as I said, this guy was a dick the entire time. Like, you could just, he's just, oh. Everything about him, even when he's talking to the devil, you're just like... It's like, I like the devil more. Yeah, exactly. 
You're like, hail Satan, because <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't like this guy. Walter needs to go. So, so yeah, the devil produces a contract and starts going over some of the details. He's like, I knew it. It's a sham or yeah. something. <laughs> There's always something. There's always a catch. He's like, no, no, no. This is an escape clause for you. This is to benefit you. And in case you ever decide you want to change your mind about immortality, because pretty much he said, like, everyone around you was going to grow old and go away and everything, and you'll be fine, and nothing can kill you, everything like that. Exactly. So just giving him the option in case he wants to, you know, cut out early. Exactly. He wants to die. Yeah. And Walter pretty much gives him a look like, I won't need that. Exactly. And so he's like, well, pretty much where do I sign? Exactly. He magically produces a little pen. Yeah, and he's like, oh, signs it, and then he produces this stamp. This massive... This is... Boom! It's like steaming. I did like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Just and then it just like falls off the table and it's steaming and smoke's coming up from yeah, it. Like, it. It pretty much is a circle with the pitchfork. Yeah, pretty yes. much. And so he picks up the contract off the floor, turns around, devil's gone. Yep. Just, Got exactly what he wanted. So the first thing he does is, hmm, it's like pretty much how do I test this out? So he goes over to the little uh, heater pretty much. I, think it was, I didn't know those things just naturally ran that the, hot, but uh, I've never had one, so. The radiators, like the actual like old school ones? Yes. yes. And a lot of them caught fires and shit like that. So Really safe. <laughs> yes. So pretty much he goes over and it's like, and then he's like, yeah, and it's just steam coming up. I did like the effects in this one. The effects were actually really cool in this one. So... His hands are steaming. He's looking at him, but he it, no grimace, no nothing. He's not in pain any. Exact in uh, exact opposite. He's smiling. So he goes over to the window and opens it all the way and sticks his head out. And his wife comes walking in because well, he right before that he takes his giant tray of medicine. Oh yeah, that's and he right. throws them out the window of the building. <laughs> I'm like I feel bad for anyone down below. It's raining pills. It is. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so he he pretty much shouts for joy, and she comes rushing in. She's like, "Are you okay?" And noticing he's halfway out the window, she's like, "What are you doing? Like this is Walter. This isn't you." And he was like, "I feel fantastic, pretty much better than ever, and still a douchebag." Yeah. Yeah. I, the next thing I have on here that I remember happening him was seeing him on the the train station or the subway yeah, station. Yeah, like uh, it kind of just montage slash cuts to just him dressed like in this very nice suit. It looks like he hasn't been hiding in his room for a while. We yeah. don't know how long it's been though. We get an idea a little bit later. An idea. Yeah. Yeah. But he just walks like he just is sitting. He's watched like watching the train come by. And just... Jumps down the tracks! She's like, just, Woo! <laughs> and everybody's screaming. This woman faints. Oh, she... Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you watch the train go by and go and go and go. And then you just... Everyone peeks down and he's just laying there. His suit's all ripped up and charred. Yeah. And he just kind of climbs back up. He's all perfectly fine and dandy. 
Yeah, he's just like get some help up, and I forgot what did they say. What did they say to them? Because he's just like, oh, he's like, are you okay, Mister? And he's pretty much like, you better call your what your adjustment. You better call your insurance adjustment. Pretty much, pretty much, you better call your insurance agent. So you can tell something fishy's going on. Yeah. Then we get back to his apartment, where turns out he's kind of he's kind of running a scam. Oh, he's totally running a scam. According to this, he's been in fourteen accidents because this guy gets him to sign for a check, and as he's doing that, he goes to leave, and another guy's coming in for a bus accident. Yes, because he's like. He's like, okay, so I expect my check early in the morning? And he's like, yep, first thing tomorrow. And he's like, okay. And then the next guy comes in, and, like, first they meet each other at the door. And he's like, hey, you two? And he's like, yeah, bus accident. Mm -hmm. He's like, you guys know each other, huh? (laughs) So they leave, and then he comes in with his check, and he's like, "Uh, I expect this is my check. Yeah, yeah, okay, sign just sign here. He's like, okay, well, now make a... Uh, make a hurried exit because you bore me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, he's a douche. <laughs> then he starts it. talking to Ethel again. But how he's just bored with everything. Yes. He's like, what's what's the point of this if, you know, there's no excitement? I'm like, buddy. Okay, 14 accidents. You've not been this long. You've had immortality for what, maybe a week? And you're just bored of everything. This is not good. It's not fun. I can't for... I can't kill myself because I have immortality and indestructibility, so I'm bored because I can't... Come on. Come on. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, pretty much, it's just like he, he... He's bored with life now because he, he goes on to say, he's like, at least when I was sick, you know... There was expectancy, like, I could die any minute. Like, it was, he was just like, there was urgency and just, there was, what was it? There was a thrill or there was a rush or something like that. Pretty much like, he, he, there was nothing to do now because he wasn't dying. That's that's so weird. (laughs) It's like, why can't you just live your life? That's the point anyway. That's what you normal normal people do. <laughs> they go to their day-to-day. You found out this scam. You're going to be rich. You're going to be able to what you want. And just enjoy life. Don't enjoy trying to die. Apparently, he needed thrills. He's like, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? What if I were to jump off the building? And, of course, Ethel doesn't know that he's immortal. He She... Just she's like you should be blessed. Like you, you. It's been in fourteen accidents. That's a miracle, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm bored. Like, what if I were to just jump off this building? Fort was it fourteen floors? And I just don't know. Right into the pavement, and she's horrified because he's sitting here talking about killing himself. <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know that he can't die. So obviously, he walks up to the roof, and she follows him. That she does. And in the most non-climatic way ever. <laughs> she's like, don't do it. And he starts walking closer to the, the edge of the roof. And she's like, no, no. And then she just backs up and just Ooh. casually falls over the ledge. Ah. So easily. Falls off the building. It's not even funny how easily it was. Like, there's not even a thud like where there was a ledge or something. It was just like as though it was flat. Yeah. 
It was just, you just hear, do, 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 do. And she falls off this building. He doesn't care. Because no, apparently he like, just doesn't care about anything or anyone. Literally, he stops, looks down, goes, hmm. And then just gets this big grin on his face. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Your wife just fell off a building. He's just like, like, ding, light bulb. And next thing you know, he's picking up the phone, lighting himself a cigarette. And he's like, hi, police. And you're thinking, oh, okay, so he's calling the police to, you know, come get her. Like, oh, hey, there was been an accident. Mm-hmm. I almost thought where I th- where I thought this was going was that he was going to go after the building complex. Like, you guys don't have railings or anything. Anyone could just fall off. That's where I thought this was going at first. Then I was like, no, there's got to be a downside to this. Otherwise, what was the point of this episode? And then sure enough, he's like, um, police... Uh, yeah, I'd like to, like, pretty much, I'd like to let you know, I just killed my wife. Can you come over? <laughs> exactly. Very casually, just, I killed my wife. You think you can get over here? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be right here when you get Because <laughs> he's like, I need, or I, my name is Walter Bettiger, Bettiger. He's like, I'm at this address. I need you guys here right now. Well, I, I just killed my wife. Yes, I'll stay right here. Exactly. <laughs> It's cool with everything. The thing is, he technically, he didn't kill her. But he wanted the police to believe he did. Yes. All because he, and then he hangs up and he's like, hmm, gonna give the electric chair a whirl. Exactly. (laughs) All this so he can try out the electric chair to die. I'm like, buddy, this is so, you're so weird. This whole episode is so weird. Instead of using immortality for anything interesting, your only goal is to try to kill yourself while you're immortal? What? So, of course, next thing you know, he's in the jail cell, everything like that. Well, I think the first thing is, is he's talking to his lawyer, I assume. Yeah, we see, he thinks he's through the glass or whatever it is. And he's like, he's like, you are the strangest case I've had. (laughs) Well, yeah. He's like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, it's like, you're going to get a guilty verdict. It's like, that's fine. Yep, that's cool. It's like... He's like, it's okay. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I'll figure you out. And he's like, don't bother. Yeah, so we go, what, to the courtroom? Mm-hmm. To where they give their verdict. Of course, he's guilty. And the sentencing is life in prison. Yeah. Of which the lawyer's like, we did a good job. You're not getting the electric chair. Life in prison. That's a win. And he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. The plan backfired by a lot. And then he gets, you see him in his jail cell. He looks miserable. The prison guard comes in to bring him his food. And he's like, hey, don't worry about it. It's like, what's 45 years? Or like 40, 45 years, maybe even sooner. Like, what? what's that to you? Got? Like, to you, you'll be out in no time. And it's just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not for him. I don't know. This whole episode was weird. Of course, the last little bit here, yeah. the devil appears in his cell. And he's like, huh, you want to use that escape clause? Yes, of course, because why would you want to sit in prison for the rest of your immortal life? I feel like he could escape pretty well if he can't be killed, but personal opinion. 
Um, it would give him plenty. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure while we were watching that came to mind too. Like, okay, you have a thousand years to escape. Um, Chad had even mentioned he's like, by the, for all you know, the entire all you have to do is wait for everything to just start crumbling around you, and you're free to go. Like, yeah. I, so yeah, so he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, that was like, you look like a guy that's about to have a heart attack. And just disappears, and sure enough, has a heart attack and just falls in the ground. Can you get? Can you get the doctor? I think he just dropped dead. <laughs> the end. In that scene of the episode, the the worst possible way anybody could ever use immortality. Couldn't you have just like dismembered yourself a little bit, got out of the prison cell, and then you just you know, like, about, can you grow your limbs back, or is it just it's just him? Period. The worst possible use of immortality I have ever seen. Because if you're indestructible, does that mean like if you try to cut yourself, the knife breaks, or does that mean you grow like? I don't know, oh, I think I don't indestructible. Know. I think it would be the knife breaks. The knife Basically, breaks. like Superman would be my thing. So you just dislocate some body parts. Go and then. Well, even if you have like fight people, it's not like they can hurt you. They can't shoot you or anything. You, you could get out. You can't die. You We're cannot be hurt. We're also talking about a pansy douchebag too. So. Well, this I don't know. As this episode was okay. It was an okay episode. I liked the effects. I didn't like. I liked the devil. Hated the main character. Thought the. But he was probably the best character besides poor little Ethel. And Ethel ends up probably... She probably ends up with the better deal in this. Because at that point, I'd rather jump off the fucking roof. Because, <laughs> I'm sorry, if I if I have to live with that person for the rest of my life, he may live forever, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It, it was an interesting episode. Not it's one like, I particularly cared for, but... To me, it's like... The only thing I could understand is that, of course, death or killing himself or his indestructibility is going to be the only thing he focuses on because it's all he did in his life. Like, it didn't really show him going to work. For all we know, Ethel could have been the one, you know, bringing the home the bacon. Like, all we know is he stayed in his bed, he whined like a little bitch, and... For all we know, that could have been his life. So immortality, of course, is going to be boring for you. Because all you're going to do is just be like, Oh, I'm still... Oh, wait, no, I'm not dying because I can't die. I should try to figure out how to die <laughs> in as many ways as possible. <laughs> I don't know. I, he's, a, he's a hypochondriac. What do you, what do you think he's going to do? It's a boring <laughs> episode. The boring no. use of immortality. Well, yes, a definitely boring... Definitely a boring use of immortality. I don't like the way the episode ended as far as just, like, it just being that quick and sudden. I think the devil, as far as I know the devil's purpose was to claim his soul, and that's why it had the escape clause, because that's an easy way to get a soul right there. Like, I know you're going to fuck up because you're an idiot, but but at the same time, I think that he should have just let him rot. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just kept, been like... I'll get your soul when you know. Well, that's the point of the escape clause. I know. So you know when he died, he'd get the soul and he would use it and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I think at that point I would have just been like, I'm going to go get that poor sap soul over there. I'm going to let you sit for a bit and just think about what the hell you just did. I don't know. I think, there, I think this episode had a lot of potential and it just squandered it personally. Well, that's the main... I don't know. 
I think the main character should have suffered more. <laughs> he was an asshole. What he was. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Not my favorite episode at all. No. One of my least favorite episodes in the, of the Twilight Zone so far. My top least favorite one was 16 millimeter. Yeah, it I mean, boring. It was boring. a lot slower. Not a lot happened, but it was. I I still liked what story they tried to tell out of it. Understood it. Why I didn't like this character and this one, even though I don't know. I don't know. I liked. I liked this one better because it had a plot that felt like the Twilight Zone, not like I was watching an old-timey movie. Well, there that, is that. That this by one, the end of it ended up in the Twilight Zone, but nothing else like... I agree. This one felt more Twilight Zone-ish. Mm. But, yeah. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's get past the Hail Satan. And... <laughs> If anybody takes anything away from this podcast, it's going to be that. <laughs> We're just going to have little voice clips everywhere. Hail Satan! <laughs> oh, that's, so that that's devil-worshipping a... podcast. It's like, see, this is what they do! You and your... I promise there's worse things we've <laughs> talked about on, on the podcast this point. Pushing, pushing children in front of cars and... Becoming serial uh, uh, killers and yeah. fun stuff like that. We, we, lots of fun stuff we how, talk about. How would we kill people? Yes. Anyways. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. Hope you enjoy. Throw a like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Dislike it if you didn't like it. If you don't like us, talk about Satan. Um, Hail Satan. <laughs> but as always, or as always now, you can reach me at Stars Untraveled. You can reach Amanda at KZ Pup. Reach the show at Beyond Our Focus on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Ah, uh, you can also watch us on YouTube, and you can always listen to us on podcast services. Quite a few of them. But I You'll do just bl- hear weird, strange noises that you don't exactly know what's going on, or you can watch us make weird faces and yell at each other and laugh. And- mm-hmm. You can watch all the other stuff on the channel as well, and by this point, we should have a fancy comic up. How dare you say that?! <laughs> We're leaving. (laughs) Goodbye. We should. The outro. We should have the outro. Long days and pleasant nights, everybody. Till next time. Long days and pleasant nights. (laughs)